Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 Tell your chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Happy holidays from all your friends at Podcast One. Hey, it's Adam Carolla. This is Heather Dubrow from Heather Dubrow's World. Hey, it's Steve Austin from Steve Austin Show. Hey, this is Rob Riggle. And Sarah Tiana from Riggle's Picks. This is Caitlin Bristow from Off the Vine. Hey, this is Kelty from The Lady Gang. Happy holidays from Podcast One. Napa know at Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 it's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Merry Christmas. We might talk about Leia on today's show. We might talk about Obi-Wan being in Episode 9 again. Or we might talk about a chimp with a balloon. We might. It's Jedi Council time. Get your balls ready. Hello 
everybody. Welcome back to Jedi Council. And my co-hosts are beating the piss out of each other. I am letting you guys know this is our, I guess, one of our last episodes of the year. And it's going to be all about you guys. You guys have hashtag Collider Jedi Council. You have gone to the Jedi Council Facebook group and left questions there and asked a whole bunch of questions about the Star Wars galaxy. And we are going to talk about it. And joining me once again is Dorina. She is back. Hello, Dorina. Hello. Thank you you? for having me again. How are you I like the leather jacket. Thank you. It's cool. It's very comfy. You can pull it off. Can I? Yeah, a lot of people can't pull off leather jackets. It just looks desperate. That looks good. Well, people say I look like Jessica Jones when I wear the jacket. So I'm calling myself Mexica Jones. I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> Ken Napsack does not have a leather jacket on, but no. he's promoting one of his shows, which he should. Motivations with Ken. Hello, Kenneth. What do you, motivate me today? What's going to happen? Uh, on the, show? the world's going to end, and Great. you're just going to have to be okay with it. Okay. Well, you're honest, and I like that about you. All right. <laughs> let's move on to the questions at hand, which is what you guys want to know about Star Wars. Kenneth Napsakian, what do you got for me? Hey, good old. That's right. You used to call me that. Yeah, it's a good reference. Napsakian? Yeah. yeah. All right. We got a lot of fan questions, and some of them were. Uh, you know, uh, John Roca gathered them, and some of them I'm going to take from the, the hashtag Collider Jedi Council. Um, so, uh, you want to start with, uh, yeah, you know, um, DJ Clement. Hey, Jay Leno? Yeah. DJ Clement asks, what is the most emotional scene out of any Star Wars movie for you? Uh, for me, it's a toss-up between the deaths of Vader and the death of Luke, both emotionally heavy in their own way. Got the old allergies going on, those two for sure. So, we'll add to that. And say you could add TV shows or comics as well because there's some okay. stuff. Well, you're going to add if you're going to add TV, yeah. Then I think hands down the death of Kanan Jarrus. I think Kanan yeah. Jarrus was probably the most emotional Star Wars moment out of anything that I've seen so far. It, it really hits you hard, and I think Kevin Kiner's music should be credited for that. It's a it's a great piece. As far as movie moments, um, you know, it's as as. Even though I don't love the movie itself, I do think that, and, and the way that it happened, I think there's something about Anakin burning up mm-hmm. and, and screaming how much he hates this guy that he loved so much in the past. Uh, it's a pretty powerful moment. So I think um, th- that one, the Vader death, but Kanan Jarrus dying. How about you? I thought you were saying Vader burning up. I thought you meant Return of the Jedi. And I was like, you don't love Return oh, of the right. Jedi? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, no. In Sith. Like Luke looking over his uh, that, that, body yeah, that's, like, that's, in the pretty, that's, that's pretty emotional. Pretty, yeah. that's, that, I had that one on my mind. And then also um, when I was a kid and I saw uh, Obi-Wan letting himself die when mm-hmm. he's fighting Vader and then Luke is uh, looking at him and he's freaking out about it. Yeah. I did not expect that as a kid when the first time I saw it, so I was very upset about it. And the music's also beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. That, the music it's a really cues. tragic moment. Yes, and speaking do. of music cues with another death, I think works very well and might be actually my number one that I forgot about is Yoda. When Yoda yeah. disappears, man, Yoda, that, that's, mm, yeah. that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah a lot of good stuff. Uh, as far as deaths, I, I had this conversation recently with a friend, deaths in Star Wars are often, I'll say predictable, but that's a, sometimes a bad word, but they're part, they serve the story. Right. So it's like, like Han Solo's death, you saw, not just saw a mile away, you just kind of realized this is probably going to happen. So it yeah. didn't come off as, you're like, oh, okay. And all, all of them kind of have that, but they get emotion. The Kane and Jairus one is really a good answer uh, because it's so cinematic. And, you know, I think sometimes you can write off animation. I'm guilty of doing that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um but everything about it, everything, the, the look on Harris' face and, and what Kanan was doing, the clarity he gets at the end of it, really good moment. Kind, we can't say enough great things about Kevin Kiner yeah. and what he's done. As far as emotional scenes, too, uh, I, this, is, this is personal, but the, and I didn't take to it as much as I 
did now when I originally saw it. I love the Jin Erso scene, uh, seeing the hologram of Galen Erso. I, did, I just, the more yeah. I think I learned about Jin, how it wasn't just that her father ran away and she spent her whole life, you know, dreaming about that. She thought he ditched the family. He, right. She thought he'd become one of the empire. And she hated him. She hated him. And to see that, number one, he's alive. She had thought he died. Uh, and, and that, no, everything you believed... I think it's one of the I, I, I think it's one of the, the most emotional moments for me. And there's some stuff go, uh, with with Sabine Wren in the Trials of the Dark Saber, uh, where Tia Sakar. I mean, talk about voice acting is acting. Yeah, her getting to the gut level of what's going on with there's pretty emotional scene there. Well, I think the Satine death is probably a pretty big one too, man. It is. That's a really big one, I mean, especially see, because it's it's our beloved Obi Wan yeah. losing the one love that we never even knew he had, and when yeah. it happens, and seeing how sinister Darth Maul really was. Um, yeah, that's there's there's a lot. Qui Gon, Qui Gon, yeah, was a tough one too. Once again, and, because yeah, you're McGregor. Yeah, it's yeah. and it seems silly, but you mentioned something kind of going back to when you see it as a kid. Yeah. Um, the death of Nanta, the Ewok, the one who gets oh, shot. Yeah, yeah. that's that so messed up. That is one of those. If you saw it as a kid, whether then or now, it's like. It's not quite the level, but it's like Optimus Prime dying, where you're like, well, yeah. uh, well let's, let's, let's know, not compare the two. But, yes, because it's, <laughs> it's traumatizing. That <laughs> was stuff. traumatizing. I blocked it, it was. Mind. But yeah. It, yeah. it stays with you, because these cute yeah. little teddy bears, one's like, Yeah, that, yeah. that, that one but is straight But that's messed time. up, because the, the little teddy yeah. bear's trying to, like, the Ewok is like, wake up. And, and he's, he's not waking up. It's like they almost didn't understand what death was. Yeah. And when you saw that, yeah, that's a good one. But it's not close to Prime. All right, moving on. really quick, not death scenes but um to say something positive about last jedi one of the scenes i liked was when uh luke and leia meet again yeah because we didn't get we didn't get that uh i was really sad in in force awakens we didn't get to see the trio together right so um so it was actually like a really well-made emotional moment and then you get the luke and leia theme coming in by john williams like it was it was a really nice little reunion moment the the, the real world real world implications of that moment were felt yes all right let's uh, let's move on to our next question all right ross snip says uh this esteemed members of the council and roca oh he is esteemed throughout the original trilogy trilogy lucas uses r2d2 and c3p almost as pseudo narrators uh following the story and commenting along the way in sequels they have largely been ignored almost sidelined uh some truth to that does the council think in episode nine abrams might return to the these droids and use them as as lucas did maybe wrapping up the story i'm adding that uh giving these two old droids the reverence and respect they deserve uh who else be satisfied if the final words uttered in the skywalker saga were by c3po marrying the start of the saga 40 years ago that's a really good point it's a great point i do agree that they've been sidelined and pushed aside but i think that it was jj abrams who did it on purpose i think jj abrams wanted to create a new they in general, what he wanted to do was create a new cast, create new right. with Ray and Poe, and also with BB-8. Mm-hmm. And BB-8 is a pretty cool droid. Yeah. I think BB-8 is going to have a pretty big part in this next one. I think that you'll still see R2D2 and um, C3PO, but they'll be they'll be sidelined. I think that mm-hmm. their story, unfortunately, is, has yeah. come to an end. Unfortunately. But even in the prequels, they were also they they didn't behave the same way that they did in no. the original trilogy. Like I love that's a really good point that this uh, person's making. That Ross, Ross, thank you, Ross, for making that point. But um, you you basically had a way of telling a story through droids, and people didn't even know 
what these droids were, right? right? And so you get to like these characters, and and it's 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 a to me it's actually a more interesting way of telling the story than just saying you know having the main character say the dialogue. So it would be nice to get a little bit more of that because yeah because we didn't we didn't get that in the prequels either. Well, they were Laurel and Hardy. In the yeah. first uh, in the first trilogy, you know, yeah. and then they they have ceased to be. They didn't. Ha- I don't even know if they had any screen time in the Last Jedi together, right? They didn't. Yeah, and when um, they do get screen screen time, I feel like they just have C three PO be annoying, and they banter a little bit, but that's it. It's not the same. Yeah, they, well, they, they didn't even. R two's taking a nap in the first movie, and the C three PO is just kind of like, "Hey, my buddy's sleeping." Yeah, and then in the next one, they don't have any time together at all so yeah. i would like to see at least a scene with them in yeah. episode nine i think that would be a nice little reward but we'll see uh can you think anything's going to happen with these droids yeah i mean uh, again the point about bba jj abrams is is very right and good uh jj wanted to bring in new droids and i think bb8 is a big success it's one of the reasons force awakens is considered so if that doesn't work because remember we saw him rolling across we didn't know what the hell it was like what is this little thing and then um you know oh it's mostly practical we all got excited if that didn't work and he's and he's just silly little droid and it gets annoying i I think there would have been an issue with that um uh I, i i i always think though lucas it's it's one of those quotes that maybe gets attributed to him that's not actually totally true about Star Wars is that through their eyes and and someone may find like an actual thing he said in Starlog magazine in 1984 fine but I, I don't think he did that it's more the Journal of the Wills I think that he really wanted to do right. uh, which is what he might have brought back in even uh, episode nine so I do agree they've been sidelined sometimes sad but they have great moments R two and, and Luke on the Falcon and, and Last Jedi yeah. is one of my favorites that's so. a pretty we emotional moment that yeah. I thought really yeah. worked. I thought it, that was the first time that we really saw the Luke that we remembered from the original movies. Yeah. I thought he popped in there with, with R2-D2. So that's one but, we forgot about. Yeah, but they spoiled it in the trailer when he goes on the Falcon. They did. Yeah. They shouldn't have. All right, let's uh, move on. Um, Andrew Scott asked this question about Star Wars Battlefront. Um, and a lot of people ask this question. Like, what are the council's thoughts on Star Wars Battlefront? A year later, the game seems to have grown far beyond its shaky start. Can't wait for Dooku. The beginning of 2019, we got Anakin coming. Uh, you're not, you're not still this playing This is it, for right? you because unless they start having new stories that pop into it, you're not going to see me playing it. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same thing about the game. Right. I just, it's just very similar to how you watch the movies and what you like to see in the movies. I like to play video games for the stories and the storytelling. Right. I love the way it looks. I think that it's fantastic that they keep adding new things for people who are enjoying it. But until I get more story, I won't be playing it. But you like you like what's going on. I, I absolutely do love it. I do. I completely understand that the game, the big center of the game, can get repetitive. You're just you're just shooting, shooting, shooting. I love the story. I don't. Yeah. Think. Plus, I stink at it, so that's another. You're not the best, but yeah. uh, I'm not the best either. But um, the story, I think, wasn't the focus of Battlefront Two. It's supposed to be this, you know, you're in the combat type of game. But I think they really succeeded. And I think I know you like the story of Iden Versio, yeah. uh, and what uh, was it, uh, what Williams and uh, Mitch Dyer wrote in that story. I, I think it's some great stuff. I love the character of Iden. But yeah, it's first game itself. Just when I kind of put it in the back of my brain, which happens with video games, anyways, uh, they do some cool stuff, and the Kessel map was great. Uh, the Geonosis uh, map is is my favorite map so far. Wow, okay. and, and on Galactic Assault, it's really fun um, to bring James Arnold Taylor and, and everyone and Matt Lanter back for some of those characters and Corey Burton and everybody. Uh, I think that's 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 been a, a win as well too. Yeah. So it, it continues to grow, and I hope it still goes. I'm looking forward to Fallen Order, though. I want. I'm a Red Dead Redemption 2 nut. Right. A dream about When is that, that coming game. out? Do we know yet? Because they keep teasing us with know video games. And they never really I don't know. Go. What's right. your guys' favorite Star Wars video game? The Knights of Republic. Hands down. 
Yeah, there's. Uh, it might be. It might be. Might be Battlefront Two. I mean, uh-huh. the, uh, any actually the original one too. I, I, I'm we, with you. Yeah, I love that one. It's yeah. the best. It's my yeah. second favorite Star Wars story of all time. Yeah. Um, you have to do something with Twitch and play that game. I do. You, you play Knights of the Republic? I'm a, oh, Knights of the Republic? Not Battle. No, 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 no. Knights of the Republic. Twitch. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. You, you, uh, it still works. It still I works. I know. I'm telling you, some of the best storytelling in Star Follow Wars. me on Twitch to watch me ride a horse around for hours. Do you, have you done that? Oh, Red Dead Redemption I've I've ridden a horse in real no. life. Too. Yeah, I've ridden that too. Yeah. Hurts your nuts. All right, go on. So What's good. next? <laughs> Michael Nicastro asks, which current canon author would you want to see write a Star Wars screenplay? I, I know your answer, but I'm curious. I, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm Is gonna, it Claudia Gray? Yeah, but I'll, because it's such an obvious answer, I'll yeah. go with my number two as my number one, and it's James Lucino. I think James Lucino. What did he write? Ooh, uh, James Lucino did Catalyst, which was the fo- was the lead into Rogue One. Okay. Um, the, some of the stuff that he did in Legends was um, the Labyrinth of Evil. But my favorite book that he's ever written was the Darth Plagueis novel. Okay, yeah, and yeah. it is incredible. It is incredible. He That's is, why you're so obsessed with that character, right? Because of that novel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you won't shut up about Darth Plagueis. I, I mean, I, I've calmed <laughs> I've calmed down about it, but um, <laughs> but it's it, it's because of that novel, absolutely. It was, and I got a chance to interview him once, and and I asked him. I said it seemed like a mafia story, and he's like, that was the intent. And it's like it's it's like a full on gangster story. It's pretty rad. It's awesome, and I wish that he would. I think that that's a mistake that Lucasfilm makes. Um, I think that they they do that with a lot of things. Like I'm glad that Filoni's starting to break that of like that's just the animation guy, and they yeah, said, well, yeah. finally, let's give him a crack at yeah, doing some live action. Yeah, if you're a good writer, why don't you have them like take you, a pick at a screenplay? These like, are best selling yeah, authors. Exactly. Yeah. Let them give them a shot of writing the screenplay. Yeah. And Claudia Gray knows Star Wars. James Lucino knows Star Wars. Now, the flip side to that is where to not be unfair to Lucasfilm, they might have no interest. And I think that I've heard that Claudia Gray doesn't have an interest in writing right. screenplays. So if that's the case, then so be it. Yeah. yeah. Ken, you got a, someone you like to uh, see? I mean, yeah, definitely Claudia Gray. Uh, um, uh, 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 Lucina, definitely. Um, but I really like a lot of the work of uh, Jason Fry. Yeah, right now the yeah, last like generation, some of the, the bomber command, and, yeah. and he really gets into those characters. I think he does a great job, and he understands Star Wars a lot too. His thread uh, explaining a lot of his decisions, and even some of his what he felt were mistakes in his uh, last Jedi novelization was was really good stuff. And the stuff that he added, like Akbar telling Leia, like it's important to have a moment for Han. And in the book, you could have that time. In the movie, maybe you couldn't. I still wish the scene with Luke in the hut. Crying was was there, but that's a different conversation. Um, I think Fry's got that; he's got some cinematic touch to his writing. I yeah. think it could work. I mean, yeah. I still want my old school Timothy Zahn movie. Yeah, the problem with Timothy Zahn these days. Have you read his new ones? No, no, no. I just mean like when I read *Heir to the Empire* when yeah. I was a kid. Like I love that storyline. Me too. So much. Me I, too. I, I wish it was done really well somewhere. Yeah, uh, it's just Timothy Zahn right now has been very, uh, very detailed. Is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Very, very like good. like a la Tolkien. <sighs> Some of his stuff is just, and I, and I hate saying this about him because he's such a legend. It's just his last now. It's just been a little dull. Mm-hmm. It's just been a little dull. They haven't been as exciting as the as as the one you're talking about. He's Those always, were great. He's always been a little more sci-fi, I thought, yeah. than than fantasy. Um, That's good for me. But that, yeah, it is, and it's good. I, I just people are always like, oh, you're a sci-fi fan. I'm like. No, I, I like Star Wars. Yeah. I don't consider it Star sci-fi. Wars is fantasy. It's yeah. fantasy. It's not, yeah. it's not so Sometimes that's just it. Thrawn's, yeah. Zahn's a great writer. He gave us a lot of good stuff. But he also, 
introduced you know the joke about hot chocolate took away obi-wan right. I, I think there's a lot of things about that that wasn't star wars to me but but yeah but he's he's cinematic as well Thrawn, what do you mean he took away obi-wan in air of the empire obi-wan's like hey luke gotta go oh right 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 that's not big but it's just one oh, of those. Oh, when you say that's Force like Ghost, a, right? That's like a out, really yeah. like nerdy thing to point out. Or, or, or to complain about. Uh, no, but it isn't if you, if you understand Star Wars, what's it about? Obi-Wan and the Force. It's, but, it's, it, but it's it about it, for you. It turned, it, just, it turned Luke into this video game character. And yeah. it's just like, it's not, that's a lot of my issues with, I get with it. Legends. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And Zon started. Right, well, this conversation's a legend. What's going on next? <laughs> what's your favorite? What's your favorite? I like that I got you on that. You one. got me. You got right, me. Right. Uh, I had this question for the last episode that we uh, recorded, and I wanted to get it up because I don't. I know my answer, and I talk about this a lot. Um, but what is? Uh, oh gosh, I deleted it. Damn, someone wrote oh. a great question. What's your favorite ship? Ooh. What's your favorite ship? And stuff? Oh man, this is this is a question so for you. Hard. Bang the drum of the Y wing. Yeah. All the time. Really? Yeah. Love the wild. Shut the up. The workhorse of the Rebel it Fleet. It looks like the most... Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. The X-Wing is the quarterback of your high school. That's like, everyone loves the X-Wing, and the Y-Wing's out doing the shit. But, like, the Y-Wing Job, could get... Crap, s- stuff. On. The Y-Wing could easily get stuck on a Death Star, like anything. It's slow. It's heavy. It's, and it looks weird. It, it's a like Y. It. The B-Wing looks weird. What, what about you? What about What's you? Your- that's hard. Yeah. I really, I mean, I've always wanted to fly a TIE fighter. TIE, fi- yeah. TIE fighters are cool. They just have no armor. You can blow them yeah. up pretty fast. Yeah. But they're, cool but they're so cool looking. They sound, yeah. It's one of my favorite sounds. Yeah. In yeah. Favorite sound, yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm going to go, we've been talking about yeah. it so far, with the Ebon Hawk. Okay. From Knights of Republic. Oh, you um, see? See what he did there? Yeah. He yeah. nerded, he yeah. nerded out more than you? Yeah. Right. Okay, do you want me to call him a nerd? Yes. You're a nerd. Thank you so much. Um, this is your last appearance on the show. Uh, Ebon <laughs> We're Hawk, all nerds. It's okay. Yeah. Nerds Eb- are great. The Ebon Hawk is a great sh- great ship, and it is definitely the... It is taken from and pays homage to the Millennium Falcon, for sure. But it is it's just a really cool ship, and I, I can as much as I can talk about the Knights of the Republic, I will. Yeah. So there we go. All right, next one. All right. Um, do you? This is from uh, Malcolm Goldie Lay. Which Star Wars character do you think is underrated and not talked about as Obviously, IG 88. You do love IG 88. Yes. You and Mark Donica are the biggest IG 88. Yes, fans. he's the coolest bounty hunter. He's cooler than Boba Fett. Explain more. I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that. that. I'm not Have you Boba seen guy, a but... list? Like, pull up a list of all his skills. And he's the most badass out of all of them. Okay. He, he could easily take, him, take anyone out. Do you out. just like him because he's a cold, emotionless droid? Yes. <laughs> That's fair. Ken, yes. you got somebody? I, 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 he, it's like the one Star Wars character that I actually identify with. I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've talked about a lot of my little side characters that I love and Radis and Moff Gerard and all that kind of stuff. But I still think, and I think it's starting to change, I still think Padme is underrated. Uh, Clone Wars really helped expand the character. Cat Tabor did a great job with the voice and she had some great political moments and action moments. But I, I still go back to Phantom Menace and just on paper, don't, don't worry about what you think about how it ended up looking, mm-hmm. but on paper you have this powerful, uh, thoughtful, compassionate, yeah. 14-year-old queen of action ready to yeah. defend her people. I think there's a slight moment where she ups Palpatine a little bit, even though I do believe Palpatine's in control of most of the things or at least adapt everything yeah at yeah. least adapts well i think there's one little moment where she decides to go back to to naboo where he she kind of gets him a little bit and that's uh, who she is as, as a queen of action which ties directly into to leia yeah. along with bail and brejo organa but um uh, and brejo organa is, uh, is starting to get a little bit more uh action uh in terms of being written in novels yeah um but i'll go padme 
I'm gonna probably go Cad Bane. I think Cad Bane needs Ooh, more yeah, love. Yeah, Cad, yeah. Cad He's Bane. one of the coolest looking characters too. And sounding. Yeah. Um, I wish there was so much more done with him because I th- and I'm looking forward to seeing what is done with him in the last few episodes of Clone Wars, which, by the way, for our previous conversation that we had last time you were on, the streaming service will also have the remaining episodes of Clone Wars. Oh, no way. So that's, that's, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. something to have as well. Cool. So um, I am looking forward to seeing what, they ha- what happens with him, but I think he is destined to be in live action, and I think he's super underrated. Fans love him, so I'm going to go with Cad Bane that's as a good choice. One. Yeah. All right, Ken, what's next? Uh, we... Um all right, Donald Allen Jones asks this big question here. What do you feel is more important, the Skywalker lineage or the Skywalker legacy? Put another way, is Luke Skywalker himself more important than his impact on the future of the galaxy? And this could tie into something with Ray too as well, or episode nine. The Skywalker saga we hear is coming to a close. Mm-hmm. What, what's your thoughts on Skywalker lineage, the legacy? Um, it's, it's tough to say because it's, uh, it, it depends on... Is this whole thing the Skywalker story? Because... I don't think that this new trilogy is about the no. Skywalkers, and, and it, people keep saying, "Oh, we're going to we're going to tie it up here." This is the end. I don't I don't think it has been. I think that episode one, two, and three, there is really no clear protagonist in it. It's mm-hmm. Anakin has a story inside of 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 that for sure, but I don't think it's really. I don't think the prequels are his story. I mean, the story is more about the Republic and the fall of the Republic. Mm-hmm. The second or the original trilogy is clearly Luke Skywalker's saga and, and, and Vader's as well. I think they, they tie together. I would say that the original trilogy is Skywalker's. The third so far is about Rey. Now, if Rey turns out to be a Skywalker, which I don't think is going to be the case, then it would turn back to be the Skywalkers. But I don't think that this people say, keep saying this is the Skywalker story. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't been. Um, it's just that the main characters have been Skywalkers. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but that but I feel like well, yeah, I, I, Kylo I, Ren, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, and I agree with what you're saying. Like this, this one seems to be focusing a little bit more away from Luke and Anakin. Obviously, um, dead both of them now. <laughs> Sorry, dead. Yeah. Uh, dead. but yes, but um, but I don't even. I mean, I understand the question. I just feel like. It's kind of cool to see that it's a family where they're all different. And at the same time, yes, they keep messing up and they keep going to the dark side. And the reason I love the Luke character is because he's the only one out of all of them other than like because Leia's never really been tempted like he was, you know. So I think that that aspect to me was really interesting that he actually like said, no, like I'm not going to fight my dad and I'm going to save him. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Because Mm -hmm. clearly Kylo has not done that. And, you know, Anakin... clearly wasn't did not do that as well so so that's more interesting to me is to see like that in any family like what legacy are they really leaving i don't know but it's it's just interesting to see like that dynamic and and to see like that one person made a different choice than the other ones yeah i guess i would bounce back a little bit from what i had said and and think that this arc is clearly going to favor kylo ren right and ben solo who is in essence a skywalker so and, and i do think that he'll be redeemed at Unfortunately, at the end of this next movie, so we you could you could then tie it into it's about him trying to get saved in that first one by his dad. You know, he doesn't go and kill his mother in this in the second one with it. He had that one one bit. He overthrows Snoke, gets himself in 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 power, and then gets redeemed in the third movie. So he's you, very indecisive. 
He is, but you can also, but you could, you, that I could understand if someone in the comments, well, actually, it's the Kylo Ren story is Skywalker, so maybe you can then tie this, tie this into it. I don't know how episode nine is going to mm-hmm. fare yet, so I don't know. As of right now, it just doesn't seem to me like a Skywalker story, but it certainly could, depending on what happens with, with Kylo Ren. Yeah, the Keats Kylo. Yeah, the lineage versus legacy is important. That's why this, this idea, I, I don't think it will happen, but we've talked about it before. We've talked about it on our Force Center a lot about, about, about Ray taking the name of Skywalker, even though she isn't. And would that be, you know, that's not my number one choice, but it's like that kind of goes to the legacy or the lineage. Do you need to have the blood relation or is there a Skywalker legacy, things that Anakin did, a lot of bad things, um, but redemption in the end, Kylo. Yeah, his redemption's touchy for me, how they do it, if they do it. Um, I hope he dies in the process like, like, like Vader, if, if that's the case. So I love the character Kylo. And, and then Leia's still around, so there's a lot of questions. But um, as far as the assertion that this, this is at one through nine, the Skywalker saga, it, it's, 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 I even have a tough time getting completely behind that, even if they say it. Even if George is like, one through six is the story of Anakin now. I'm like, yeah, yeah mm. there's, there's so many other things going on. Yeah. I, I don't always focus on that. Yeah. All right, let's do another one. Speaking of that, Jack Fryer asks, what do you think the chances are of Disney doing more content between episodes one and two? You have about ten years to play there. Mm. I think there's a room to show how the Republic dealt with the conflict without the clones. Love the show. Thank you for the good times. Well, thank you, Jack. Well, thank thank you, Jack. you for your good question. So, one through one, one and two, you got about ten years. Yeah. Anything there's- interesting there? Anything you like? Everything is possible. It is easier to cast an Anakin inside of that age range because you have 10 years to play with. And it would be what a, what a fun spin that would be to have Ewan McGregor reprising the role as Obi-Wan, but having him then running around with a young Anakin, right? Do I necessarily need to see that? Not really. No. Um, I, I think because I know eventually where, where we get to, and there's not like. Between two and three, there's a lot going on inside of the war. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the war doesn't begin yet, so there's, it's just, it would just be like side adventures. And there've been books, like in Legends, about side adventures that Anakin and Obi Wan have had. So I don't think you really need it. I would be more interested bef- right before the prequels. Again, referencing the Darth Plagueis novel. Yeah. Um, it, it, <laughs> Good thing you stopped talking I, about him. I know it leads up to actually during the events of episode one about what's happening. Plagueis in Legends is still alive during the events of episode one and has been working with Palpatine to manipulate and try to figure out what's, what's this kid all about. Yeah. So I still, I would rather see that I'm, I'm waiting for that to ever happen, that story of Plagueis, but I just don't think it'll ever happen. Um, Ken, you want to see something in between one and two? I want to see uh, a lot, uh, but you bring up I don't think it has to be about Anakin and, and Obi-Wan. They, they did do a little comic series. wasn't my favorite with Marvel, o, o, Anakin and Obi-Wan, or Obi-Wan and Anakin. And it, it was okay. But I think there's a lot going on um, with the Separatists and Dooku. I, I still want a Dooku novel, which I love this idea of him as a Padawan to Yoda, and then you go to him leaving the Jedi Order, one of the Fallen 20, and then you go to... Maybe the Dooku closer to to attack the clones. So I think there's something there, but it would be more political. And that's where I look at Lucino's Darth Plagueis, which is is, is my favorite probably of of the legend novels because of that. But you're saying political, but it's in a interesting way like not like trade federation kind of way right, well, right. Like, like that but, but that's, that's a, yes yes yeah. i totally agree and yeah. I, I, yes i get that i get that complaint but i think yeah. there's a lot of interesting political stuff and in even even just the phantom menace you should read bloodline Ima- imagine fine 
Yeah, it's, it's scripture. We'll, One day. We'll, we'll, yeah. Maybe when yeah. uh, Christian washes the thing. Oh, hey, you like well, the, well, it's kind of different agreements then. So when <laughs> I wash the thing, you'll compete in Schmodown. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm never competing in Schmodown. Right. You should. You know musical scores better than anyone I know. <laughs> just I do. do that. Yeah. I do. Anyways, sure. I, I just think it's it, uh, like my buddy Scrimshaw always says. Yeah. Imagine if Google and Amazon suddenly formed armies and blocked off states. There's some thrilling yeah. stuff going on there. It just yeah. you have a it's lot just of the votes. way it was. It's just the way it was. Yeah, the way yeah. it was executed. But the idea, the, the idea, idea was there. good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you yeah. can expand on that, I'd be okay yeah. with that. No. All right, let's do sure. three more. Ooh. Give me three more. That's yeah. a nice sound. We should do this as a soundbite. It's good. Um, okay, three more. Three more. All right. I always. Look, I'll admit, I, 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 I'm a little grumpy when it comes to Legends. I just yeah. was saying stuff about Zahn, and I love Timothy Zahn. Right. But you, gave, but you gave props to Lucino. Lucino, Plagueis, good. So I, I, I'm choosing this one so maybe I could be a little nicer okay. to my Legends yes. friends. Jake Buchanan asks, if you could pick one thing to cherry pick from the EU and bring it in the new canon, hmm. what would it be? And, you know, a lot has happened. One of my answers would have been Rook happened in Rebels, but... I'll go away from the Darth Plagueis thing. We right. just talked about it for all you know my thoughts there. Um, get, a, get a couple screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Lock them in a room. Mm-hmm. Get them to read all three of Drew Carpetian's Darth Bane novels. Give me a Darth Bane series or give me a Darth Bane um, movie. Make it happen. People will respond to it. it. It's a very interesting character. And the stories, oh, you can really, you can, you can take the things that Drew Carpetian did that for I'm telling you guys, I, you know, f- my my stance on canon is look, there's so much canon stuff, mm-hmm. so dive into those first. But if you have a chance to read Drew Carpetian's novels of Darth Bane, they are they are up there with my favorite stuff. Uh, I would still rank them if you all the Star Wars things that I've ever read. I would rank the Darth Bane trilogy over anything I've read in canon so far, and I like a lot of canon stuff. But the Darth Bane trilogy, Plagueis is probably still my number one Darth Bane trilogy, and then I start getting into canon stuff. Is that your favorite Star Wars book? The Bane trilogy or Plague? I think Plague is still might be my favorite Star Wars book of all time. But the Darth, the Darth, the first Darth Bane book puts up a pretty good fight. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 the pretty, first one. Yeah, I've read the first one. It's, really it's good. great. It's great. So I, I'd like to see Bane, um, Drew Carpetian's Bane novels come to fruition and become canon. Have I, I mean, so you probably Zon stuff. Some of the Zon yeah, stuff I mean, there. that's the, that's the only stuff I really ever ever read yeah. like that I love that I had time to read because I don't have time to do stuff now. Mm. But um, but um, I keep hearing about um, about Darth Bane just from you, and yeah. I mean, other than Plagueis, I know yeah. that's like well, your yeah. obsession. They so. made Bane canon with Mark Hamill, who yeah. voiced him in yeah. the Clone Wars sixth season, and they took some of the stuff from from that novel and yeah. and put it in there, the lore anyway. So. Yeah. Um, Ken, you got somebody that some, something yeah. that you want to you, say? You'd like Bane because the first one ends really dark and oh, depressed. You very dark. Take your jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very dark book. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I will go to. And I think I've met Vincent before, but I, I, I think it's even more possible than I would have thought. Uh, going to the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Um, there's some characters I like, but uh, Talon Card, which is kind of the you know underworld kind of dude, and Mar Jade's with him and everything. There's something interesting about that and. Now with something like yeah, the Mandalorian, yeah. Filoni has proven going to Thrawn and Rook and some other little things. John Kazan was solo. A lot of little far reaches into the, the, the outer rim of Legends. Something like that could work yeah. and, and, and make sense. All right. Let's do another one. Um, Bruno Andrade asked this question. And, and, and Roka left a, a producer note here that I'm going to read. Oh, all right. So let's let's, let's <laughs> really dive into this. Will Ray and Kylo Ren develop a romantic relationship 
in the time between 8 and 9. Let's just say in general, at all. And then uh, Roca writes this in all caps. Why do people want Ray and Kylo Ren to get together? Uh, yeah, I can see, I can hear him screaming. No, they won't. They, because people want to see uh, kinky sex. Could happen. I'm just saying. Yeah, don't touch my lightsaber. <laughs> uh, they're gonna. <laughs> this show's for kids, right? Yeah. Well, I meant I didn't mean it the way that it. No, yeah, Sharon. Uh, whatever. Yeah, Sharon toys. All right. <laughs> what I was trying to say was. Um, they in the novelization, they hinted at a Poe and Ray flirtation. Yeah. In the end of Last Jedi, they hinted at a Poe and Ray flirtation. Yeah. Yeah, there were shirt, shirtless scenes. I believe. Sure. Yeah. No, no, that's that's. Oh, that's, that's Ray. Kylo. That's oh, yeah, Kylo. yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, Poe. I believe yeah, they're going to lean in on that. Yeah. I think it's going to be Poe yeah. and Ray. Um, and I don't think Kylo is going to be a romantic interest. But whatsoever. they did hint at it during in Last Jedi for, they, for both for, for Kylo and Ray during Last Jedi. Yeah, it's, well, like it when, like when they, she's like, "Oh, put your shirt on." Like, like people were like, "Oh, they're flirting." Like, it seemed that's like they had did. a connection. I don't yeah. know if it was a sexual connection or a romantic connection, but I, I it seemed like there was there, it was definitely a connection throughout the Force, and that they yeah. understood one another. But the romantic relationship was hinted at at the end of Last Jedi with Poe. Well, I just think it's different types of relationships. that they, But, like, because yeah. you can have feelings for several people, yeah. right? Like, that's just a thing that happens. And so, like, clearly she found, you know, she even though Kylo seems a little crazy. like she A can, little. Yeah, a little bit. Right. A little bit. Um, you know, she found somebody that she can, like, share like share this with, and they're both kind of learning about it and struggling through it together, right? Whereas with Poe, it's like, oh, this is just, like, a really kind person that, like, is kind to me and I want to be kind to, to them. But I am more interested in uh, Poe and Finn. Poe and Finn? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think they're doing they're going that route. I know, though. but yeah. I that's so what I there are a lot of people are. There are yeah. a lot of people are because of the relationship that they had as yeah. well too. I think that they're turning to be friends and the other thing that they've showed from the last episode is that f- uh, Finn and Rose have a romantic connection. Yeah. So and I think they're gonna continue on with that in the next episode. What do you think, Ken? Yeah, I just don't think I've never. I get it. I get what people. You know, you look at the, you know, Kylo and Ray, and there might be some heat there. I, I get the question. Uh, I just don't think it's key to Ray's story unless you know Ray wants it to be. And, and, and I think that connection is is beyond physical intimacy. It's just this. They've been inside each other's minds, literally. Yeah. Kylo invades her mind in, in Force Awakens, then she fights back, and it's her first victory over over Kylo yeah. Ren, learning his fears. And from that point on, Kylo starts just becoming more and more un, unhinged. Um, and then what happens, that's why Snoke's able to, you know, all right, let's put these together. Not because, you know, Snoke's swiping right for them on some kind of Star Wars dating app. He's just like, they're both... I can play them against each other for my needs and play them with each other right. for my needs. So I think it's beyond that. And I don't even need, like, Poe and Ray is, is cool, too. Um, but, yeah, I saw, I saw Poe and Finn over that jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, even, I don't think it's key to Ray's story right now. So You don't? Any, yeah, any, I don't either. She's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. All right. yeah, unless they go the really cheesy route and they have, you know, that's how Kylo redeems himself, like, saving. You know, that it ends with a Star Wars wedding. Uh-oh. Oh no! Like Macho Man and Elizabeth. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's do. Yeah. Oh, Kimball, brother. Let's do last one. Last one. I've been waiting for this one. This is a big question from Chris Hall. What is your favorite moment from any Star Wars Jesus. movie? And I will keep it a movie. We talked about emotions. Movie. But I want something bigger, buddy. I want the Star Wars moment of Star Wars moments for you. Uh, sequence. I gotta go. I'll go sequence. Yeah. It's just when it's it's Luke arriving to Bespin. 
It's my favorite stuff. Oh, all right. Okay. It's That's my favorite great. stuff. It's, it's because, pretty good. Yeah. It's just because it, he knows. He, he, they tell him, you can't go yet. It's not time for you to go. And, he's, and it's, it shows everything of what that character is in that sequence. It's, it's all about his friends, but it's about being brash. It's about having what his father had inside, too. It's, he's a great, he's a warrior, he's a hero, but he thinks emotion first, and he doesn't go with the overall thought. Um, and then, obviously, the, the lead up in the end to the big reveal. Um, but it's it's more than just the Shakespearean kind of ooh my mm-hmm. god that's so crazy it, it's so relevant to what happened yeah. like how did that's his dad mm-hmm. like, well, how did that happen yeah. um, and so that entire sequence leading from the arrival to being tricked to learning to trap mm-hmm. to seeing his friends all of it and then even even Leia and all them getting out of there coming back to mm-hmm. rescue that's that's the best stuff in Star yeah, Wars that's that's why it, that's the best movie because yeah. and you kind of stole mine because um, I'm a visual person like I, I love cinematography and that shot that's basically a poster of uh, both Luke and Vader with the lightsabers mm-hmm. with the red the, and black stairs like yeah. that's oh yeah just oh, yeah. gorgeous cinema to me the way that was shot so mm-hmm. it's so not only is the storyline amazing and emotional and great but visually it's just stunning you know yeah. um so since you already stole mine <laughs> one. Right. um uh like my second one just as a kid was that was really fun for me was the asteroid field yeah. because the music yeah. is so great dun, and that and dun. it's just it's such a fun adventure you mm. know scene throughout the whole thing and you're stressed out but you're also enjoying it and there's banter in in the cockpit you know it's 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 really really yeah. great yeah no, that's great as far as like that kind of childhood thing. The speeder bike sequence. Right. The Battle of Hoth is my favorite so good. battle. And I think things have surpassed it just yeah. with the way they can make films now. But but I just love that there. Uh, that Empire moment, that's a great answer yeah. because yeah. that is a lot of it. So I'll, I'll go in the same vein. I think you touched upon it earlier. Um, I go to the throne room sequence. And basically the Battle of Endor once it really picks up. Um, and it might be because that was the first one I re- remember seeing in the big screen. And it's kind of the, the standard bearer for battles. Uh, I love little moments when the ATSD shoots the tree and it splinters like this and it cuts oh, to yeah. space. Yep. That's like one of my favorite little moments as a kid. That is some um, awesome editing. Yeah. Uh, Night Numb and Lando doing their thing. Wedge getting his due, getting to say uh, lock S foils in attack positions. That's big for Star Wars nerds. Like, Wedge got promoted. I love that. And then. And he didn't die. And he didn't die. Um, I love. I love love Luke the final message of Star Wars is is this hero throws down his weapon and right. does not fight refuses to fight the Jedi way I am a Jedi like my father before me um, uh, he uses his knowledge uh, you know it's supposed to be knowledge and defense and what brings him out of the shadows is defending the idea of his sister similar to Obi-Wan on, on Tatooine s- defending Luke against Maul in Star Wars Rebels that's why that's so powerful he doesn't he, his brow furrows and Maul's like oh you're here protecting someone right. so it connects to that and I just love that moment throwing down the lightsaber I'm a Jedi like my father before and, and Palpatine you and I love Palpatine so be it Jedi so what good. a Star Wars moment but Absolutely. also I got one more yeah so, uh, in Return of the Jedi, um, outside of Java's Palace, when that creature burps. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really least, meaningful. Least favorite story. moment from Return of the Jedi, the new, the new version. Oh, oh no. How Jedi dare rocks. you bring that up? As, like, that is not canon. Yeah, it's, that's, that's I say tough. it's not canon. That yeah, ruined tough. me. I can't. Especially because Lapti Neck is the yeah. best song. Great song. So good. I could literally play Lapti Neck right now and get us a flag. So I can episode of 
Sesame Street. All right. So thank you guys for joining us. Happy holidays to everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm not sure when this one's going up. I think it's going up after the 21st. 27. So, like, I'm going to give my plug is make sure you check out the Schmodown Spectacular. It's been up now for six days. So check it out if you haven't already. If you've never watched Schmodown before, I, I say please do so. Get yourselves hooked on it. A lot of people have gotten hooked through uh, Spectaculars in the past. Six matches, a lot of fun, a lot of storylines, a lot of great matches. So check that out. And to thank the panel here today, the woman who loves Christmas, her favorite holiday of the year, it, it is Dorena. So where can they find you spreading uh, holiday cheer? They can find me not at The Grinch, oh. but uh, at Evil Dorena on Twitter and Instagram. And Ken Napsock. Lapty neck, red, wet whim. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you can find me at Ken Napsock. Um, don't worry. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I know. All right. We'll see you soon. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit boom, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 